What's going on, everybody? Casey here. Thanks for tuning back in to another episode of the Fish Lift Eat podcast. I uh, got my favorite bearded Oki joining me today, the one and only Papa Stark. What's up, buddy? Going on, brother. Oh, man, just excited to sit down and, and do this again. And uh, we got a we got a real real exciting guest that I'm I'm excited to learn about learn about what he's doing and everything but we've got an award-winning outdoor and conservation author joining us today mr steve ramirez how's it going steve going great when you said you had an exciting guest i was wondering if this was my night <laughs> i'm kidding this you. is your night to shine man <laughs> this is it this is, this it. is okay. your time to no, shine I'm great I, and I, re I really like that <laughs> intro too by the way well, awesome I'll tell so, my wife I made somebody proud me today. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, man, I'm I'm, Just, I'm super stoked to have you on, man. I'm uh, this is this is kind of a treat, man. It is, it is for sure. For so I'm, I'm just to just to give you the, a forewarning, though, Steve. Uh, I'm not the fly fisherman here in the bunch. You know, I just I chase the chase the bass out on the lake but but we got papa here you know he's our resident fly fishing expert so y'all may have to uh dumb some stuff down so that i understand it but i'm looking forward to it well papa stark may have to dumb some stuff down so i understand it and i'm a bass angler first and foremost i just do it with a fly rod so i got you <laughs> yeah, oh now I i'm really excited <laughs> yeah, well, I, can I grew up down here too right now I can promise you right now the uh, the the expert part of that is is a large over exaggeration. Um, I've said it multiple times on this podcast and other folks like I don't I don't know how I got in here and got dubbed the the fly fishing expert because there are a lot of guys on this team that have been doing it doing it doing it a lot more successfully than I have for a long time. Um, I don't know if it's just the the passion that I speak about it with or or what it is, but expert far from it sir far from it <laughs> well luckily for for everybody that's you know not an expert or is out there seeking you know some new knowledge and, and how to get into fly fishing or just fishing in general um you know I, I i think our guests can can provide some really good resources for you know for people wanting to learn more about fishing in in different parts of um different parts of of the country and um, in different ways, but why don't we just go ahead and, and jump right into it, Steve? Let's talk about the about the casting series. Okay, well, the uh, casting series was Lions Press, and it just so happens this is a great day for us to do this because today is the day that I submitted the full manuscript for the fourth book in the series, which is called Casting Homework. Uh, in that book, I travel from Alaska's Bristol Bay all the way across America backwards in time. What I mean by that is I'm going backwards in time from when Europeans migrated to towards the West, I'm going the other direction. And um, I, I do that all across the Rockies, through Oklahoma and Texas, all the way up to the classic waters of the Northeast and end up right outside of New York City in the Catskills. And uh, that, that book will be coming out September 1st of 2024. But the, the uh, the series started with a book that I wrote uh, about six years ago, maybe seven years ago, called Casting Forward. And that's the one we were talking about earlier that's now in a movie um, starring Brian Cox called Mending the Line. 
and casting forward takes place here in the Texas Hill Country where I'm from. Uh, though I grew up part of my life in Florida, and um, back back when it was still wild, back when there were still more gators than people, uh, I still remember panthers walking in my tracks when I was a kid out in the woods. Oh wow! Um, so uh, old Florida. So, uh, but most of my life I've lived here in the Texas Hill Country, and casting forward takes place here. Uh, the military connection to it is I'm a former Marine, and I spent 35 years of my life either in the Corps or as a civilian working Homeland Security and counterterrorism and other parts of the, the uh, we'll say, criminal justice process uh, as well, dealing with bad guys of all types. So I was armed for 35 years dealing with the worst of humanity, saw a lot of death, a lot of terrible things. And now I um, spend all my time surrounding myself with people like y'all with good folks and we go fishing and I don't deal with any of that anymore. <laughs> and it's really nice to put it behind me. So I was casting forward. It's, it's me and my daughter actually, uh, and she's in part of it. And we're, we're in the Texas hill country. Then I went like ripples out from a pond to use that metaphor and casting onward. In the second book I decided, by the way, um, if I ever took a moment to think of how hard these things were to do, I would never do them. I just come up with the idea and figure it out because if you think about it, I'm a starving artist. Um, there's no big money behind me. So uh, I came up with the idea of casting on where I was going to travel all across America to every major watershed I could find and chase native species only, trout, bass, et cetera, muskie, and tell the story of what's happening to our country as far as through these fish. And uh, you're down in Georgia. And you know bass, mm -hmm. and there's a whole bunch of varieties of bass that they're discovering in Georgia and Alabama and South Carolina that people didn't even know existed, and they're in danger of being gone before we can catch them. So, uh, yeah. so I traveled all over America again from Alaska in the Tongass Wilderness all the way across the other side, chasing fish, but really chasing stories. And so what I do is go meet with someone like you or Papa Stark and say, take me to your favorite water. Let me learn about it and just travel with you and see it from your eyes. So if I want to learn about bass in Alabama, I'm with my buddies from Alabama and we're going where they go to fish. And I want to experience that. So that's casting onward all the way across the country there doing that. Casting seaward came out last year and it's the sound of the name tells you. I went after saltwater and uh, what are called anadromous fish like fish that have to go up into freshwater to spawn. So you're talking about salmon, steelhead, um, stripers, uh, all these various kinds of fish that have to do that. And so I chased them from the ocean all the way up into the mountains and kind of told the story of our oceans. And that was a really great experience. Again, from Alaska all the way down California, Gulf of Mexico, Caribbean, all the way up to Montauk, New York. A lot of fishing, a lot of fishing. A lot of line burn. And, that's uh, awesome. That's and, awesome. Uh, and now this one I just told you about casting homeward. So that's the four books in this series with Lion Press that will be come. It'll all be together. I call them my children because that's how they are. So hope you gave you a good overview. And at some Man. point we can put a picture up of those. And um, matter of fact, I can show show. Yeah, Chad, the why don't you go ahead here. and uh, flash up the the screen? That would be great from the website. 
And I'm just showing this as casting yeah. forward. And I'll give you a little insight on these. My publisher is absolutely awesome. I'm not just saying that. And they let me help. They, Me and my editor, we design these together. So there's all kinds of hidden little things in here. It's always calm up top and movement down below. That's casting forward. Then casting onward. You can see this is Maroon Bells, Colorado. Chad should know that. And movement down below. So everything's a metaphor a about life because I'm not just talking about fishing. And then casting seaward. And uh, you'll just have to see what's going to be on the cover. for. They're all, they all match up. So you can, you can see my uh, my artistic side there. So I hope I get, hope I gave you. An I know that was definitely the first thing for me that caught the attention was the was the covers. Well, it's the like artwork on the covers is just incredible. It it you know it's like so many things that we love when we go looking at a bottle of wine or or we're looking at craft beers or whatever we look at that label and it tells us something. Either it either says interesting or boring. So uh, glad glad you liked it. Yeah. The- yeah, there's definitely nothing boring about anything going on in the artwork of these. You know, it's something, you know, somebody's, you know, looking for a good story, looking for something fishing related, and they, they come across that. It's very eye-catching where they're they're going to want to pick that up and and see what it's all about. I'm glad you said that. And the other thing is I, I, I'm writing for the people that are reading it. I'm not writing for me. So uh, when people are looking at books, one thing that's helpful to me is I open it up and look at the table of contents. And if you look at these, it tells you all the places you're going to travel with me. And one of the things I really want, I love hearing from people that read the books is I say, I feel like I was there with you in the Tongass forest, or I feel like I was there with you going down those rapids. That's exactly how I want you to feel. I want you to to be dodging the bears with me. I want you to, uh, and by the way, everybody that fishes with me, they come out looking great. (laughs) The only person I pick on is myself. So I've had, you know, the experts. I'm not an expert, by the way, but I have experts who are my friends who have conked me on the head with with flies, (laughs) and that'll never make it to the book. But if I screw up, you will see it in the book. Uh, So got to have comedy somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I definitely, you know, going back and talking about the covers of the books and all that, you know, the contrast, like you were saying, the, the calm up top, um, you know, and everything kind of wild down below, you know, I think that I'm sure that that covers over also into, um, you know, your, your, your general demeanor, you know, for, for most of us, I guess, as men or, or people that have dealt with PTSD and things like that nature of that nature, you know, would be something, you know, if you're, you're calm on the outside, but you're like a, you know, you're like a duck, you're, you're calm above and, and just losing your shit down below essentially, you know, and, uh, I like to see stuff like that. I like to see people putting that kind of thought into those, um, into their work, you know, just for me, because I'm a, I'm a, uh, I, I don't do a lot of fiction. I'm more of a nonfiction guy. And so to see that all brought together, um, that, you know, that, that, that speaks a lot to me when it, when I, when it comes to me looking for books or looking for authors. And I hope it does speak to people. I put a lot of thought into it. And there's a lot of things, and it, you may have guessed, I'm not really writing about fishing. I mean, right. these are all fishing adventures, and you're going to have fun 
going on yeah. them with me, whether we're standing in the surf in California chasing Corbina or we're in the Bahamas going after bonefish or we're catching salmon up in Bristol Bay, which I was just doing in this fourth book. I mean, all of it's great fun. You're going to be in the flow planes with me. You're going to, you know, there are certain things I don't, I can't write about because <laughs> they don't need to be in the book. Um, That's so, what a podcast uh, is yeah, for. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, but yeah, I want people to have that feeling. But the truth is, the other thing I, I love is that um, I, I was doing a book signing in San Antonio not that long ago, and a, a, a big Papa Stark, he, he, was, he reminded me of you, you remind me of him. This strong man, he came walking in and he had my books already. He wanted me to sign them. And his wife was with him and she was a sweetheart. And all of a sudden, in the middle of us just having a conversation while I'm signing, he starts tearing up. And I'd found out he had gone through some really major life trauma a couple of years ago. And his wife came over and touched my hand. She says, my husband won't tell you this, but your book changed his life and changed ours. And oh, I wow. said, excuse me? And she said, I had lost him. He had not laughed or cried or showed any expression for two years. And he was reading Casting Ford, and I heard him laughing. And then he started crying, and then he was laughing again. And she says he's been back ever since. Now, that's the reason I write, because that's worth everything all, right there. We're all in this together, and I've seen enough bad to know that we can make it. We make it good, or we make it bad. And so, what I'm really writing about while we're out there, if you think about you're fishing with your buddies or you're hunting with your buddies. I've been a hunter too. I was hunting just a couple of weeks ago. Um, you're, you just get to be yourself, right? And when you're sitting in a blind or when you're, when you're out there on the river, you, you get to be human and all the bull just washes away. Just think about it. If we, so in this fourth book, one of the things I wrote is I wish every kid in Gaza and every kid in Israel had to go fishing together. And you know what I mean. So, uh, you know, I've, yeah. I've yeah. been yeah. I've been in the warrior class all my life, 35 years of carrying a weapon. So, you know, been there, done that, know that it sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> we should all absolutely. just go fishing. So I hope I didn't go on too much. Yeah, absolutely. But 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 you can tell I'm passionate no, about this. I'm not. I'm 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 not writing because you're. I'm. It's it's like a gift. I'm trying to give out and say, hey, you can go through hell and you still be happy. You can still be powerful, strong. Yeah, that's awesome. And, no, and this, definitely, no, you did not go go too much on that. I'm glad that people are able to see where your heart is and where the you know, the, the real backbone of your books are and, and you know, what your writing is because of just like that little story you shared with us. It's you never know how much impact what you do today is going to have on somebody down the road. And, you know, if you, you know, if you get hesitant or anything like that and it keeps you from from doing what your your passion is, you never know who you're going to be able to help in the first place. So I, yeah. I thank you for sharing that with our, with our listeners so that they can get a true, a true background of where, um, where your writing inspiration really comes from, because that's, that's incredible. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kind of got me in, the, got me in the feels all of a sudden, you know, with all that kind of stuff, you know, you know, like it's, it's one of those things, you know, my wife and I discuss, you know, pretty regularly and we try to do, you know, when, when, when it's when it's piling up on us and not just not just general stuff but you know you know marital things and and you know other things that, that she and i have gone through in the past you know like um in in general sickness like right now she she's not feeling real well and and i've got a fishing trip coming up this weekend that um you know she's supposed to be a part of and and we were talking about it and i was telling her you know maybe if you want to hang at the house that's fine you know i get it you don't feel well and it's you know, she's a, a, I forget where I heard the term, but nature dependent person, you know, like the rest of us. And so, uh, getting out and getting in the water, like I just got her, you know, to fly fishing within the last year to get out in the water. And like, before you know it, uh, you know, she's chin deep up under, you know, some, some overhang somewhere, just having a great time. And, uh, and, you know, all those things that you were saying and talking about that, like utilizing, uh, use, utilizing the outdoors and then, and then being able to utilize our experience, uh, with other people to explain that to them and bring that to other people as well. Like, um, I said it on our last podcast with, with one of our team members was, um, you know, I, I enjoy more getting to, to share the outdoor space with people that have never, never had the opportunity um, or had anybody that was willing to share it with them. I enjoy doing that more than just going and doing it myself. And, and yeah, just an immense amount of respect and appreciation for the way that, that you know, that you convey that message and, and laying that out there for me today. Like kind of needed to hear that today is more than I realized it until you were just kind of talking about it just now. So I'm glad. But yeah, we need to get more people out there, but yeah. not just out there, out there. So here's the other part. I, um, I don't want to sound like I'm on a soapbox, but I might as well share because we just met, you know, first yeah. dates are always Literally. awkward. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I feel like nature and the outdoors saved me. Uh, my dad took me outdoors and that's my fondest memories. Uh, and when I've gone through my worst times. And I've been through all of them that you could imagine down to the point, and I don't hide this in my books, where I wasn't sure I wanted to go on living. Uh, my last best friend from the Marines committed suicide three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's we know that is out there. But, you know, if we can just, we need to pull together as a tribe. And because everything is temporary. Every problem is temporary. And there's a whole lot of beauty out there. And I find when I'm standing in a river, I just cannot feel bad. Um, yeah. I, even when I fall in the river, I don't feel bad. <laughs> so, which happens. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just no, can't man. feel bad when I'm, when I'm out there, if I'm standing in a river, if I'm on a blind, whatever it happens to be, you're out there in nature. Yeah. And it, it puts you in, it puts everything in perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but the other and, side of it is I want us to take care of nature because Hundred percent. Not just about how, we, not just how we use it all up. Yeah, absolutely. Leave it better it's than be you found it, for those kids. For sure. yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. And, what is it? Uh, is it is a guy named Doug Duran? He says it's not ours. It's just our turn. That's a, that's you know, really well said. 
Yeah, it's just yeah. our turn. We're just we're passing through. That's it. There was uh, yeah. I used to be a college professor too, uh, and when I was a college professor, I taught more about life skills, I think, than I did the topic sometimes. And and I would I would tell these kids, I said, think about all the faces, the billions of people who have lived before you, all the times they've laughed, all the times they cried, all the things they did, all the battles, everything. You can't remember any of them. No one's going to remember you either. <laughs> I would just, I would help. So get over <laughs> yourself. It's, it, it's the yeah, values what we do right. while we're here. So that's great. That's... Uh, yeah, I, you know, I like your your choice of words there. You know, talking about you use the word tribe. Um, my brother-in-law, he he wrote a blog for the Hunt Lift Eat team a while back, and and he he used he used the term tribe when he was when he was writing that article. And, um, it's really it stuck, you know, it, yeah, man, it, it, we, we were already building this team and, and trying to turn it into this community. And then when he did that and tribe really stuck. And so then, you know, it, it really kind of lit a fire up under everybody to really start pushing this thing because that's, that was the intent for, for getting this thing started. You know, when, when Luke, our, our founder got this whole thing going is, is, um, I, I can't remember. I may have explained some of it t- to you when we spoke on the phone, but you know, he, he said he kind of did it kind of selfishly so that he would still have a community when he got out of the military, because it's such a big community aspect or the big aspect of the military is a community. And just, you know, the way this whole thing has, has coalesced and the, the family that we're building, it's just been, it's been unreal. And so, yeah, sticking you know, finding your tribe, sticking to your tribe, and you know everybody here. We're all on the same playing field. It doesn't matter if you're a new member or a guy that's been in this thing for, you know, the two three years that it's been going. Um, we're all here to lift each other up. We're here to pull each other down when needed be. Um, hold each other accountable. Um, and that's and that's 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 what we need. It's what everybody needs. You know. Yeah. And uh, so. Yeah. I- I don't know about y'all, but I think we've kind of lost community. Um, oh, absolutely! You know, across across absolutely. the world in our country, across the world, there's there's no sense of community anymore. And it's one of the things I love about the fly fishing community or the outdoor community because it is a community to some degree. Now, there's differences yeah. in it, um, and I certainly, you know, my my kind of writing will not fit everybody's enjoyment. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's fine. That that's fine. That's if, okay. if what Maybe you're looking podcast. for, yeah, it's what you, if what someone's <laughs> looking for is an expert. I'm not your guy, and I never want to be an expert. By the way, um, I play guitar over here, and I don't even know what most of the notes are. I play, and that's on purpose. I can learn how to read the notes. I just don't care. I want to have fun, and I play blues because I like the way it feels. I love it, and. I don't no, want to follow the I, notes. I, I want to make it up for... as I go. Yeah, yeah. I I, I took the same approach. You know what I'm talking? I, I was a tour musician for a long time, you know, and and I never never got into the theory and all of that mess. I just played, you know, if it, it naturally came, it naturally came. If you know, I I didn't need to get all into the. Now I know some of the terminology. You know, your one, four, five progressions sure. and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell you to this day. 
but it's it's all about being organic, you know. It is like fishing. Yes, like fishing, and and I'll say for fly fishing for me, everything relates relates back to any fishing. And in case you were going to get you over to the dark side or the light side, whichever you want to put it, because once you start fly fishing, it's going to ruin you for the bass circuit. Um, so uh, it yeah, it, <laughs> We've been it, telling it, you it, it will ruin you. It will ruin you, and yeah, you'll the, say, "Oh well, I just, I the, just, I just can't now." <laughs> so, uh, I know, yeah, it, it, these guys so have put on a very beware. persuading argument for me, and then a lot of the guests that we've been able to have on have have also made it very intriguing. Not gonna lie, but oh man, I just I I got bit by the bug for for tournament bass fishing, and I'm just I'm obsessed with it. You're, I can't help it. You know what? We all have to run our own race, uh, mm-hmm. and that that changes over time too. After a while, you might be unbit, mm-hmm. and you'll say, "You know, I'm going to try something different." But we all have to run our own race. Absolutely. Uh, but you're That's out. What I've there. always said, I'll do this yeah. until I don't love it anymore. And the day that I don't love, you know, getting up in the cold weather when tournament season starts in January, and you know, driving however far I have to with the boat and, and putting it in and putting a whole day in that. That'll be the last time I do it, but it's not today. <laughs> That's good. That's fine. But if you ever start reading my books, you're going to say, this guy is out of his mind because I openly say, I don't care if I catch any fish. <laughs> I have a good day if I don't get anything. Um, Absolutely. I let them all go. I only use I do too. marvelous hooks. And, uh, I don't do you that. know, but I, I but I don't, you don't do that. <laughs> I definitely don't I'm do that. that. Not, <laughs> yeah. I'll put yeah, as I many barbs as they'll legally let me have. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, it's okay. We all got to run our own race. But yeah, they do I mean, get released yeah, though. You, I, don't, you, I, read, I don't, I don't keep you any my of books, You're going to say, yeah, <laughs> it, it's okay. Unless they're floating upside down, then. <laughs> No, 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 no. But no, we all got to run our own race. But yeah, fly fishing to me, and by the way, I started, I started out like everybody else. Well, I'll say this. I started like anybody else who grew up in the South. So, and I did, I started out with a cane pole. And then after the cane pole, I had a spinning rig, you know, and I was a spinning fisher, fisher. And, but then, then it happened a guy named Dave Whitlock, who I've become, who I, I care about dearly. He passed last year and I just got done placing his ashes in the devil's river as part of his fourth book. Um, he wrote, and he's from the, he's from Oklahoma. Um, he said, yes, sir. You can fish for bass with a fly rod and you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be dainty and it doesn't have, you can just have fun. And, um, I said I was in Oklahoma, Papa. I was up there at Dave's house and uh, with Emily, his wife, and I was fishing the pond that he constructed with the bass he put there. Um, Man, and that's then I went cool. and fished. Uh, then I was fishing their favorite private stream, um, which I had to rename in the book so no one can find out where it's at. So uh, <laughs> that's what that's. There you go. No spot. But yeah, I was just going to say, Casey, once, once you start. There's common ground. That, We've got common ground there. 
<laughs> we got common ground, but once you start doing that stuff and you you get that feeling, you go, "Oh my god!" And then you, it's it's warning you ahead of time. And they may say, you know, the first one's free, kid, but you're going to get hooked. <laughs> so it's a drug. Well, I actually, I think um, I'm pretty sure I may get to uh, I may get to throw a fly rod around a little bit this weekend. We actually have a uh, a team rendezvous um, up in Virginia. And there's a there's a river that flows through there. We talked about it a little bit in our last podcast where Papa was actually able to uh to take a team member and you know, introduce him to fly fishing and and was able to help him land his first fish on the fly rod. So I was um we're actually we're gonna be back at that 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 location this weekend and I know there's been some some jabs thrown at me already that because uh, obviously I'm bringing I'm bringing the spinning rod, try to catch some of the smallmouth running around in that river. But uh you know, it, it's already been told to me that, that I got to throw a fly rod a few times. Well, I mean, it's fine to use a spinning rod, but it's cheating. <laughs> it's cheating. <laughs> it's just too easy. I hear you. No, I'm kidding you. Know. You know that. You know I'm kidding you. But yeah, I hope yeah. you do try it. Catch yourself I personally, a small mouth I personally don't, on a fly. I personally don't like spinning rods. I call them fairy wands. Fairy I'm a bait caster guy. <laughs> They're fairy wands. I'm a bait caster guy. But there's some of those finesse techniques that you you, you got to be well well, well rounded to compete in tournaments. So you gotta you gotta utilize everything that's that's available to you. You gotta know. I'm kidding you. I've used spinning rods, bait casting oh, rods. Now I don't I don't do any of it anymore. I just do fly rod. That's it. But that's just a choice. So, uh, but what I think is great is you get out there and you're fishing. You're standing in the river, you're standing in a boat, whatever it happens to be you do. You're mm -hmm. out in nature. And we only save the things we love and we only love the things we know. Right. And, uh, hey, there's eight and a half billion of us. We better start saving some of this stuff. There's going to be no fishing for our kids. All right. Well, Steve, I do. I've got a quick question. You know, we, we've we've hit on plenty about your, you know, your mindset when it comes to your riding and, um you're talking about fishing, but really not talking about fishing, but everybody has, has went, has that moment of when they were introduced to fishing and, and their background in it and how they kind of came up. So what, what does your background look like? You know, when did, you know, when, when did fishing become a very key part of your life? Well, I think I started fishing like most of us did. You know, my dad took me out and, and, and even though I'm, <clears throat> I'm uh Texan and have lived here almost all my life. I lived part of my growing up years in Florida before the glade, glades got ruined and, you know, when things were wild and we, we bass fished. And I'm to this day, even though I'm a fly angler and I've fished for all kinds of things from Alaska all the way across, uh, I'm still a, a, a bass angler first and foremost. That's my favorite thing to do. Um, I've got a friend who's a guide here is just retiring, Kevin Hutchinson. Uh, great guy, and he always, I like what he says. He says trout fishing is like ballet, and bass fishing is a street fight. So uh, I, maybe it's the Marine Corps <laughs> in me. I like I like that street fight. I like something that'll eat anything it can fit in its mouth. So um, and I serve with some Marines like that too, by the way. So, uh, but so I grew up <laughs> that way, like we all did, you know, with. Uh, my dad and I going out and I always found it to be my, my happy place, my place where I was at peace. And, um, that continued on. 
uh, when I got out of the Corps, I went and studied up at University of Montana, and that's when I decided I wanted to get into fly fishing. And uh, But we were, like, too poor for me to even get a fly rod. And eventually I got my first inexpensive fly rod and started teaching myself, like you said. I I got on videos and things like that and just started figuring it out. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm no expert. I'm a self taught fly angler and it shows and um <clears throat> i've i've fished with a lot of people that could be experts that could be called experts but i'm not one of them and uh but there's something about fly fishing there's a certain if you get to see the movie mending the line the one i mentioned that the first book is in there's a part where the actor brian cox needs to calm himself and he goes out to his truck and he grabs his fly rod and there's no water around he just stands there with nothing on the end of his fly you know there's no fly tied on it and he just starts casting to calm himself he's a marine veteran in this story and well that's me i mean uh for my last birthday i went out and stood in the guadalupe river and and i was casting my fly rod and my wife took a couple pictures of me for my birthday out there with my stetson on casting my rod and some woman came up to the river and she said what you fishing for and i showed her the end of the line there was no fly on it i said peace of mind <laughs> i didn't even have a fly on, oh, the, on the rod. I, I just wanted to stand in the water and cast i've caught enough fish in my life you know so if i go somewhere and i catch lots of fish that's nice if i go out with a friend and we're on a gorgeous river floating down and the water's you know cold and the fish are sullen and we catch one or two or nothing. I still had a good day. Um, I'm not going to let anything ruin it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not just there to catch the fish. I'm, I'm not, I'm there to have the whole experience. So that's what got me into fly fishing. And I said, so I was yep. kidding with Casey that it's not for everyone, but for me, uh, there's a piece just in casting. Um, even, when I mess it up, you may you may never mess up Papa Stark, but I do. And even if I uh, so in one of my oh, books, time. I don't remember which one it is. I I thought this was kind of funny. In one of my books, in one of my chapters, I wrote about what I call the dendrology of my fly fishing. You know, dendrology is a study of trees. For those who don't know, uh, I only know that because I studied forestry when I got the Marines, <laughs> and I listed all the trees that I have snagged all over the country. So, you know, there's spruce trees in Colorado <laughs> and sick, you know, I, I you know, this, this willows up in Alaska. And, you know, I had all the different trees I have snags. So, but even that teaches me something because when I tangle a line yeah. or snag, I have, I have learned patience. I've learned to take that knot and yeah. just go big with it and be calm and that wasn't me when I was a young man in the Marines. I wasn't that calm guy. Uh, my my zen is way, yeah. way better now. There's not a whole lot that ruffles my feathers. So, um, <laughs> yes, and, sir. Uh, so, yeah, and, and yeah, like I said, I spent a lot, a lot of my there. life with a... Yeah, fly fishing can teach everything in life can be tied back to fly fishing. It's a metaphor for everything. Yeah. yeah. It it absolutely. You, absolutely. If you, if you open your mind and your heart, you learn so much. You're talking about taking people fishing, especially kids. Wow. Yeah. We learn so much by doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's not about you, it's absolutely. about the kids. Well, that's 
I've always, you know, I've, I've tried to explain like what you're saying, you know, the, the, the Zen state being it just being out, being in the water, like you're having to, you're immersing yourself into your environment, you know, first and foremost. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, cause you can't, you know, pitching like you do with, with conventional gear is, is almost non-existent. We have a roll cast, you know, it's about the closest thing to that. I would, that I would imagine. Um, but so, you know, you got to get out and you've got to get in the thick of it. Number one. And, uh, you know, I, but I like, I was explaining to a friend of mine who's a coach not long ago that, um, I said, look, man, like you get out and you go to waving back and forth once you're thinking, cause you're having to focus on every, just every little idiosyncrasy that's involved. And man, before you know it, like your jaw is relaxed. You haven't thought about the bills or any of these other things that, that you typically are going through your mind. And, and we got out and we got to doing this, you know, and I got him out there and, and I said, man, when I took him, I said, you know, you know how long we've been out here doing this now? And he's like, no. And I was like, we've been out here for a good three hours. And he's just like, holy crap. And he's like, I'd have never, I'd have thought 45 minutes maximum, like maximum. Yeah. And it's just, that's, yeah. that's what it's done. You know, for me, I had some, some issues a few years ago, like I discovered fly fishing and then some other things came about and, you know, I was, I was really, really struggling, um, you know, mental health wise and things like that. And, and immersing myself into learning, learning the casting stroke, especially that's when I spent most of the time and, and got to, to the point to where I could actually cast, you know, I'd already caught fish on the fly, but it was, I was kind of one of those typical dudes. I was just out there beating the hell out of the water with the rod, and sling, you know, slinging stuff everywhere. And, uh, so that's, that's how I kind of like, that's how I relay it to everybody, you know, cause they're like, Oh, it looks like a lot of work. Or it looks like a this, or it looks like that. And, and like, like, nah, man, you, you just got to understand like, uh, it's just, I don't, that's the only way I can explain it. You get out there and, and you release, period. 100%. And, and that's what I've done, so. And I find that if I, this is just for me, if I think about it. So I, in the core and afterwards, I studied martial arts for years. Um, I was best when I had what they call mushin, the non-thinking mind, you know. Uh, when I was just completely at peace and just moved. If I thought about it, I'd mess it up. So I, I'm thinking about a particular time I was standing on the land or river by myself in a beautiful spot that I love. And I was having a great day where every cast, and by the way, this is not normal for me. Every cast went perfectly. Every loop was where I wanted it to go. Everything went beautifully. And then a family of four parked up on the on the bridge and started watching me. So I started worrying because they were watching me and I started thinking about it. And sure enough, <laughs> I snagged a tree and everything just fell apart because people were staring yeah. at me. And I started thinking, fly fishing <laughs> takes all that away from you. If you let it, you don't worry yeah. about any problems. You just live. I mean, you, yeah. you kind of live like a wild person. And what I mean is, you know, um, the birds in the trees and the fish in the water are not sitting around worried about 
the silly stuff we humans do. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. They're just just going with it. Yeah, they're in the moment. So uh, I think people that read my stuff, they're going to get tired. They might get tired of all the Zen that I talk about. (laughs) But but hopefully, hopefully not, because I'm, there are things I repeat all the time about being in the moment. You know, uh, if we, if you're worried, you're thinking about the future, which wasn't, hasn't happened yet. And if you're sad, you're usually thinking about the past, which is over. So, you know, giddy up y'all just live right now and get it done. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love it, man. Like it, you know, fly fishing is one of those things for me that, that, you know, I noticed just not, not, I'm going to say just a couple of weeks ago is probably when I was out fishing. I was on a hunt and camped at my favorite spot here. And, and uh, man, the wind was, the wind was just whipping. And so, you know, struggling to get a decent cast off. And most of it was me fighting something that I couldn't, you can't fight, you know, and just being a dingleberry. And then, I laced one out, you know what I mean? It just, it laid mm-hmm. out and it's, everything went just like it was supposed to. And I can tell you, because I know me better than anybody knows me that like anything else that I do in life, as soon as that laid out like that, I would have been like, well, it was about damn time would have been what went through my mind. But when that fly line laid out and my fly laid right back on the water, like exactly like I wanted it to, it was just that, Goose yep. fry by a moment, you know what I mean? Just cool, it's gratitude, you know? Or, yeah, like it, it's. I, yeah, so, I don't know how I to mean, explain it, it other than something like that. Yeah, well, you explained it perfectly. I mean, uh, the the few people who actually know about my life wonder why I'm still alive. <laughs> Sometimes I think that too, <laughs> but the truth is, I start every day the same way. I start every day saying I'm grateful. And I ended every day saying, I'm grateful. That's my prayer every day. I'm grateful. So, um, I love, you know, and, that's a great outlook. Yeah. It's, and I being out there in the, in the outdoors reminds us all we've got to be grateful for. Well, Steve, this has been, I know for me, this has been super enlightening and, and inspirational and everything with, with the way your, your background really comes out through your stories and how you're able to, to use fishing as the, the way to kind of convey your stories and, and get that to, to your reader's hands. And that's, I know that that's something that I look forward to, especially the new book you got coming out. I can't wait to get it in my hands and, and read through it. But, um, it was really appreciate you coming on here with us today and, um, you know, getting to, put your message out there like that and to, uh, you know, talk about what, what goes into your writing and, and what you're trying to express and how you're, you know, you really are doing it for the, for the betterment of, of the person that has your book in their hands. And that's, you know, that's, that's really inspiring for me. I've taken a lot from it, whether, you know, we're joking about fly fishing and, and bass fishing and all this other stuff, but it's, I've really enjoyed the conversation and I, I really, really hope that we get to sit down and, and maybe do this again whenever the, uh, whenever your new book hits the shelf next year. That sounds great. And I appreciate y'all inviting me. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same for me, you know, speaking along with Casey, uh, you know, there's, there were some tidbits that came out right there at the, at the beginning of this whole recording that really just kind of 
you know, wrapped onto me from the get go. And I kind of had a feeling that, that it would, um, just, just, you know, from what I, I, I know of your writing, um, listening to you on, on April's podcast and, and all of those things. Um, like I told you before, shamefully, I, I haven't read one of your books yet. Um, but I'll have all three of them very soon. Um, and then the fourth one, it, when it rolls out, but, uh, yeah, you know, I appreciate you sharing you that perspective. I, I will, I guarantee you. Um, and so, you know, uh, yeah, thank you immensely. Um, oh, for what it's you've truly done, my pleasure. You know, on the writing side and everything. So, yeah, no, we, I really appreciate it. Thank y'all very much, Steve. Where can uh, where can people find you? You know, on, on social media, and where can they? You know, your website. Where can they go find your books and and where to purchase those well, and and things like I'll that? I'll give you some. I'll give them all some really good information here. Well, first of all. My website is just steveramirezauthor.com. So if they just go to steveramirezauthor.com, it'll also have a lot of stuff about what's going on, what's coming out, uh, any events that I'm going to. But uh, more importantly, it has links to all the various places you can find the books, which is everything from Barnes & Noble and Amazon and Books A Million and all that. But I am going to tell y'all that if you want, if any of your listeners want signed copies, the place for them to go right now is to my friend Bob White Studios.com. So Bob White is, if you don't already know, one of the foremost outdoor artists alive today. And I'm grateful enough to say that he's one of my dearest friends and he does all this artwork in my books. Yep. Um, he also does the artwork for John Gearock. I mean, and he's one of the best men I ever know. So I just, I don't mind saying that, but, Bob and Lisa White have have copies, signed copies of all three books and why that's important. Now I'm biased, but I think these things are beautiful in hardcover. <laughs> and the casting board one has become very rare in hardcover and they have them. So because it's gone it's gone to paperback. So BobWhiteStudios.com for signed copies. And then any place you want to look for them for non-signed copies like Amazon and Barnes and Noble, I would say go where your best price is. Save a buck. But but <laughs> Bob Bob why, awesome. why why not get them signed? By the way, Bob is the artist in them and he'll sign them too. Uh and his signature is worth more than mine. So I hope yeah. that was helpful. So for all our listeners out there, take take full advantage of that because that's that's an awesome thing to have, especially, you know, when you can get your hands on the whole collection. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the only other thing that if it's okay for me to share, Casey, um, uh, I mentioned the movie Men in the Line, especially if especially if they're veterans or anyone. By the way, there's a civilian in that movie that struggles with traumatic stress. It's a great movie to help people. It, it, it's something I highly recommend as as a veteran with PTSD. Um, and uh, the last thing is there's two organizations I'm working with. And if we have any men out there that are suffering from, or that are dealing with cancer and living with cancer, I work with Real Recovery, where fly fishing is used to help men with cancer. And I also work with Project Healing Waters for veterans with cancer. I'm mean, sorry, veterans with PTSD and other trauma. Uh, it's also for veterans who are wounded. 
So those are just some resources I want to put out there, especially to our veteran community. Um, there's a lot out there, and we can use fishing to save a lot of us in a lot of ways because it's our tribe. Absolutely. It's awesome. So anybody that could benefit from that, please, please utilize that because if if anything comes from this, I would love to be able to, you know, be able to provide information that could help somebody in whatever, whatever hardships you may be facing. So please know that resources and, and help and anything that you may need is out there. So please don't, please don't hesitate to, to get connected with those resources. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Steve, we, uh, we, we do have one more question for you. You know, this is the, uh, the gauntlet that, that every guest has to endure at least once while they're on here is, uh, we got to know what's your, what's the one all time best fishing story you got that just resonates the most with you, it, whether it be the biggest fish, just the most memorable story, whatever it may be, what's your, what's your best fishing story? Best is really an open thing, you know, so. I'm going to give you a three-part answer. Sorry about that. That's what happens when you ask a poet something. The first one is best <laughs> being being with my dad fishing in the glades on a gator hole. Next bet. Next another best, not second best. Another best being with my daughter with her fly rod on the on the on the Savannah River when she catches her fish first fish on the fly. And then third best, and that's not in order. They're all the same. They're all equal. Just recently, I spent a week with my buddy Bob White up at uh, Bristol Bay Lodge in Alaska. One of the great experiences of my life. And why pure adventure, if any of y'all can ever make it up there, you should definitely do it just once in your life. I'm not doing an ad. I'm telling you what I feel. If they ever invite me again, I'm gone. <laughs> You know, it's everything you wanted it to be, everything I wanted it to be from the float planes. I, I, I could have done without some of the mosquitoes, but <laughs> just absolute fantastic adventure. So yeah. the idea of being out there with me and my buddy, Bob, bouncing across the water in the boat, looking for, you know, keeping our eyes out for bears, going down uh, Wrong Turn River. I was given a choice which river I wanted. The one's named Wrong Turn. I said, oh, we got to go down that one. That's fine. Uh I don't know. Good choice. I, yeah, I don't want to hop with T Bird with the, the the pilot there, and he's he's saying, Steve, Steve, you got to go fly with me because we're just gonna go find some, we'll find some really far out lakes in the middle of nowhere, and we'll just land on them, and we did. So yeah, I would say those two first ones. It's about who you're with, my daughter, my dad, but the last one is also who I'm with, Bob White. But this amazing place and why Alaska was so amazing. Only Africa has touched my heart. Like, cause I lived in Africa for almost three years as a Marine. Um, Alaska is still wild. It's still wild nature. Yeah. And it, it really puts things in perspective because you are a tiny dot in that, that map and people, I know some people got scared awesome. by it, but I I love the idea of being in a float plane where the only way you can land is when you find the water and there's miles and miles and miles of mountains and no water. <laughs> I I love the whole feel of it. So that's that's my my best. That's my answer right there. Long and windy. 
I love. I would expect nothing less from a good author. Thank y'all. Oh. Hell yeah. We'll stay. Well, this has been great. And to all our listeners, we hope that, you know, you were able to, uh, to take something from this and, and get as much from it as we did. But then also make sure you go check out, um, you know, Steve in, on his website and then take full advantage of this at, at bobwhitestudios.com and pick up yourself a, uh, you know, a few copies, signed copies of, of these books and then be looking for the, for his new book to launch in 2024. But then also remember, um, share it with us whenever you pick these books up, you know, make sure you tag us at, at fishlift eat official on Instagram, um, at fishlift eat official on TikTok. Um, we'd love to see, you know, you getting your hands on these and you know, what, what message you're taking from it and, and how Steve's work, um, really can have an impact on your life as well. Um, but in the meantime, Steve, I just, I can't thank you enough for coming on and chatting with us. And um, I really hope that there's another one of these coming very soon in the future um, so that we can sit down and, and talk some more. But uh, I just, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on here and, and sharing your, sharing your message with us. Um, thank you so much, all of you. It's been such a pleasure. Truly. Let's do it again. That's all. Absolutely. So dollar listeners out there, we, we appreciate you tuning in with us this week and um can't wait to uh to be able to chat with you again soon but in the meantime make sure y'all keep them lines wet and we'll catch you on the next cast